gentlemen, welcome to the clubhouse. This is episode 54, also known as the Brian Erlacher, the Teddy Bruski, the Aroldis Cuban Missile Chapman, and Bob Johnson, the only number retired by the Bengals, by the way, episode. We are blessed to have this special guest. Um, we are going to talk about his event later. We're going to save that as a little surprise, so we'll hint at that later. But just know the second half of this pod has got something special. So if you witnessed it, you know about it. Mr. Aiden Leahy. Aiden, how are you doing, brother? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on the pod, guys. Dude, oh, always a pleasure. We, we always have love, like, love having our friends, excuse me. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. I know you've got a lot um, on your mind as a big Pats fan, but let me introduce our other friends here. Sitting next to me, as always, Big Dill. Dill, how you doing? Having a good old uh, Sunday. I'm trying to figure out what's going on with the quarantine here. But other than that, just ready for a nice little podcast. Had uh, some technical difficulties on on uh, one aspect, but I'm glad we're all up and running now. Yeah, ready to go. Yeah, we actually, uh, oh, go ahead. Excuse no, me. I was just saying, I was just excited to, uh, if I could speak English there, excited to see everybody. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Speaking of seeing everybody, the other guy we have on the pod, Doge, all the way from Klee. How are you doing here in the quarantine, my friend? Doing all right, man. Haven't been into the office in a about a week and a half now. Wow. I was actually scheduled to go in tomorrow and be the one guy working the bullpen. And then after the announcements today of Ohio going on shutdown pretty much, uh, still working from home. We're not even putting anybody in the bullpen. So uh, pretty interesting, but we're hanging in there and you know, happy that we can still do a pod. I agree. Happy to entertain all our friend, family yeah. and friends. Excuse me. Yeah, um, make sure you and Dill stay six feet away. We're pretty, yeah. I think that's where we're a little closer, but we got to for the sake of the pod. So I was at work all last week, but I don't know if we're going to be working next week with that announcement. Doge, I would think not, but want to give a shout out to our new equipment, the Tascam Mini Studio. So this pod may sound a little different, no music at the beginning. Um, so we got a little, little new gear here for you. So let me hit the music. gentlemen so that's a nice little feature we've added there so we can uh, add the music we can add the horns we can even add a little bit of applause if you will so <clears throat> shouts out from all our fans thank you for the applause we appreciate it first things first we got to do is every pod we're going to talk about uh, what we got here for you a little nfl free agency then like i said we're going to do something special here in the second half but we're not going to tell you till we get there First thing we got to do is we got to warm it up. So I'll pass it all the way to my friend Aiden in the Bay Area, I believe, correct? Is that where you're Bay at? Bay Area. What yep, do you got San here Francisco for us? Lockdown. So warm it up for us. Uh, just give us a topic in, I guess you can't really give us a topic in sports, but maybe there's something um, on your mind in sports that you'd like to talk about here to warm up the show. So uh, give us a little intro or something you want to talk about here uh, before we get into our main NFL topics. Oh, of course, of course. So, well, the biggest thing, you know, it's going to be the Tom Brady talk for me, so we'll save that. Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely top of mind. 
Um, pretty sad that March Madness isn't happening right now. Um, that's it's why, terrible. you know, I've put on some of the the events that I have recently. Sure. I'm going to be trying to think of some other uh, ways to give the people stuff to bet on. Um, you know, find things that I can I can uh, bet on maybe, or just make brackets out of. Um, yeah. Other than that, Sports Center's been killing it on Facebook, in my opinion. Yep. They're putting on some great uh, Ocho content. Uh, they're just really doing their best, I think, to keep us entertained. So it's been good to see that. Um, and then just watching highlights. Go watch. NBA. Gotta watch some highlights. Yeah, like uh, the NBA just released like the top what 100 plays of the decade. So that's a good. I'm gonna, know, I'm gonna have to peep that for sure. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and it, it's there's some great memories in there. Unfortunately. Too many of them are happening to the Celtics, but that's all right. Um, yeah, Tony Allen getting dunked on. It's it's hard to watch, but it's beautiful. So Jason Terry getting smoked by Braun's got to be in there too. Um, <clears throat> that's awful. Oh, that's that's definitely what I meant. Okay, I was gonna say Tony Allen probably did get worked at some point, but <laughs> Jason Terry got did. smoked. That's that's definitely what I'm talking about. <clears throat> Speaking of the Celtics, Aiden, I'm not sure if you're aware. Marcus Smart has COVID-19. This is terrible. He's been quarantined for a couple of weeks now, maybe about a week, excuse me. Um, He said he doesn't have any symptoms. He's feeling well. So, um, shouts out to Marcus. Hope you're feeling better or get better. Don't spread that to anybody. Um, I know he's being safe about it, but uh, just weird, weird to hear all the NBA players that are getting it and all the other athletes, you know, like guys like Sean Payton, I guess he's not an athlete, but he's a coach. So a bunch of names yeah. there. They keep popping up with people you have in it, like Tom Hanks as well for a celebrity. Um, but on a, <clears throat> excuse me, on a lighter note, I just want to say, I don't know why it took till the end of the world for Mike Brown to decide to spend his money. Maybe he's just like, you know what? If I'm going out, I might as well just spend it all. But thank goodness, because DJ Reader becoming the highest paid nose tackle for the Bengals, I think is going to be a great move. We stole him from the Texans. There's a low-key kind of pickup, I think. Um, not a lot on a lot of people's radars. But him with Geno Atkins and Dunlap and Hubbard out there, I think it's going to be really nice. So um, thank you, Mike Brown, for waking up in this time of crisis and doing something um, for once, and I don't know, I've never seen us spend money on a free agent. We also got my boy Trey Waynes at cornerback, and then um, Trey Waynes, and then um, I think it's Monique Alexander, but I forget his first name. He's another cornerback from the Vikings we nabbed, and then we got a uh, lineman from the Texans. So we went out and got four different players, which is really exciting, and they should all be pretty impact guys. So. Let's go. Let's get Joe Burrow some weapons and let's get him some line. Doge? Is that a done deal? Sorry, before we move away from that, Joe Burrow's a done deal. Unless the Dolphins open up with, like, a trade that everyone would be like, are you kidding me? Like, they gave up that many picks and, like, this guy or something? Like, there's no way it's not him. Like, unless – the only way, Aiden, and I don't even want to say it out loud because it scares me to think about it is if we can't find a home for Andy Dalton and Mike Brown is just like, well, we can't just, like, cut him. Like, he's been such a, you know, a big part of Cincinnati and blah, 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 and then we just keep him and we draft Chase Young. 
Like, that is my worst nightmare ever. But I don't think it's going to happen. I think we're taking Joe Burrow, no doubt. Really? You don't think they trade down? There's no chance they trade down. It ha- it'd have to be something wild. Like, something just like, I need, I'm talking four picks. Like, three to four picks. First round picks. Wow. You, so, even for, you wouldn't trade down for an extra first rounder, like, a couple spots and take two or something? I don't. I don't want to. What are we gonna? So who do we play a quarterback next year then? Andy Dalton. No. <laughs> if I want to do that, I might as well just trade for a bunch of picks next year and try to get Trevor Lawrence. Oh well, I think the Pats are taking him. So. Next year. Yeah, T for T. Take the truck. He's baby. not Let's in. Go. Uh, I don't think Belichick's gonna do that. Hold on, let me let Doge warm it up here. We'll get Dylan, then we'll get into the Patriots. And Tommy Boy. No, you're fine. You're totally fine. Doge, warm it up here, all the way from Clee. What do you got for us? I mean, on the topic of COVID-19, I love the uh, the Chris Bosh hand-washing oh. sequence. Did Unreal. you guys see that? Unreal. <laughs> Basically ran through the the commentator's run of uh, Ray Allen's like last-second shot where there's the miss, rebound by Bosh, pass out to Allen, three, like, bangs at home. Rebound by or blocked by Bosch on the other side. We're going over, or there will be a game seven. I'm gonna uh, see if I can find it. Right, it's yeah. so funny. I mean, me saying it does not give it justice, but it's essentially following the common commentary for how long you should be washing your hands, and then once you're finished with the commentary, then you're done. <laughs> it's literally so funny. I forget who. Solid it to sequence. Me. I mean, you gotta you gotta find it. I mean, it's it's so clutch. <laughs> I should have had it pulled up. I was Steph bears on it. Stats team's on it. While we're on it, big deal. Give us your warm-up here. I just, you know, want to give a shout-out to a warm, nice place in my heart. It's a nice, warm area, typically. What? It's a great city to live in. It's a great city to be a part of. With the up-and-coming... Lightning, with the Rays being oh nice. Oh my gosh, this guy! And then the Montreal, the Montreal Rays. The next thing you know, my my epiphany of Tom Brady landing as a Buccaneer. Motherfucking Tim Brady. I'm not gonna really discuss it, but you know, he's just euphoric over here. You know? I, I'm a Buccaneers and a Browns fan, Aiden. So this wow. is, this is exciting for, for quite, me. Quite the combo. <laughs> Big Tampa guy. All right, here we go. This is the technique in order to wash your hands, according to Chris Bosh. So imagine there are clip arty illustrations of like you're washing your hands, so like a sink with your hands under the water, etc. So I'm not going to do each movement, but. Here are the, the words. James catches. Pulls up the three. Won't go. Rebound Bosch. Back out to Allen. Hits the three-pointer. Bang! Tie game! Green trying to get free. Cross-court pass to Green. Blocked by Bosch. Game over! There will be a game seven! And that's as exciting as I can get because there's no sports, but goddamn. So, like, hilarious that Bosch would post something like that. That's how you should... And it's, like, with all these different steps on how to wash your hands, yeah. so... Excellent call, Doge. Get some soap, lather it up. Step-by-step process. Excellent call, Doge. Excellent call there. So, 
We're all chomping at the bit to talk about it. We might as well just get there. First half, NFL free agency and other news. Topic number one. Tom Brady, TB12, is no longer a New England Patriot. He is now down playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's hear from Aiden first, diehard Pats fan. And then we'll hear from Dill, like we just mentioned, a Tampa Bay fan. So, Aiden, what's your reaction? Did you ever think he was going to leave? Did you? What, how do you feel about Tampa being the team that he went to? Just give me your whole gamut of emotions. What do you got for us? Yeah, so, I mean, i got to start in the only place that makes sense, and that's gratitude. I Oh, yeah. I was six years old when the Pats won their first Super Bowl. And I wasn't even, I didn't even know what was going on all that much. So, you know, my whole life, it's, he's been a part of it. So it's pretty weird that, uh, it's pretty weird that he's not going to be, be a part of it moving forward. Although I do hope he retires a Pat. Um, I don't know why he wouldn't do that. I'm sure he will. <laughs> Unless he just really loves Tampa. Um, it just pops off, just plays like seven more years, <laughs> just wins seven rings in Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> That'd be so ridiculous. I don't know, man. He can do anything. So I was just but, like, if anybody could, it'd be him. But yeah, right. It's it's uh, it's okay. It's it's all right. <laughs> this, last, this last year was. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, this last year was was a little weird, and it was just kind of tense and like and different and. Um, it's not a complete shock, um, and to be honest, I did find myself a little more uh, excited than I'd like to admit when there were rumors flying around that somehow we might swap him for Jimmy G, uh, and that was like apparently kind of credible. Um, no, yeah, that was a rumor for sure. Yeah, so, you know, he's... He's getting up there, but he's still the goat, man. I mean, he's still like late in games, could just pull it out like nobody else, and it's going to be weird to not have that on the team because um, it's just it's been such a staple. Um, but honestly, I'm happy for him. He, uh, I don't know if you saw the news today, but I guess the only thing he like um, demanded was uh, all the other Bucks players phone numbers so he's just being the man he's Classic. Like, I, I don't want control of the offense I don't want things to happen anyway other than the way you want them but I want the number of everybody on the team right, he's just and, about to text uh, everybody just some messages to just fire them up and they're just going to come in in incredible shape like god yeah yeah so he's going down there he's doing his thing it's a little bit uh I'm honestly really glad it's the Bucks and it's not some like storied other franchise like the cowboys or the giants yeah well, yeah so it's like it's like a manageable it's like they're the bucks whatever steelers would have been the worst for everybody involved i think oh yeah that like, there's no that chance would've... of that but like that would have just been disgusting <laughs> yeah or like the redskins would have been gross no see like i wouldn't have cared about that like that would just been like Ugh. what the hell is that that would have just been bad for tom would... No, yeah, it wouldn't be like, why are you doing that? Right, it'd be like, dude, what? It's like, get down there, be in some nice weather, you got sick options, like, have two good years and then be done. I mean, I wish he, I think the ideal thing would have been if he just retired this year, 
not sure. not ideal, but over him leaving. Um, but you know what? It's on to the next one, man. Bill Belichick's the goat as well. <laughs> right. We're gonna see what happens. It's gonna be a weird, weird year. We got a uh, big Brian Hoyer uh, just coming back <laughs> today. <laughs> We'll so, see about uh, that for sure. You don't. You don't think Jared Sinem? You don't think Jared Sinem's gonna be uh, gonna be your number one day one? I I think I it's that's what it's looking like. I know uh, people have some hot takes here uh, on who might actually end up being the queue, but who knows? Maybe they'll make some address aggressive moves on draft day. Hopefully, please. I don't know what I'm hoping for, Get but Bill Belichick's got a plan. Bill <clears throat> Belichick's got a plan. That's all I know. Sure. So. Long story short, the TLDR is thank you, Tom Brady, for being one of the most important people of my young life. And thank you for everything you've done for us. Best of luck in Tampa. I hope it goes moderately well. And sports are going to be back soon. And I'm going to be Pats all the way. And I'm going to be watching the Browns hopefully be another really entertaining dumpster fire again. That would be exciting as well. (laughs) Hey, hey, Um, hey, hey. (laughs) Hey, pour one out for Tom and the Pats fans. Um, Cheers to Tom. That's all I got to say. Sure, fair enough. Dill, when you woke up and saw the news, that, like, first of all, I think it was Colin Cowherd who broke it first, was like, oh, I'm here in Tampa's done. Just got a text from a, you know, a celebrity, blah, 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 blah. Like, what were your thoughts when you first got that? Or were you waiting until today? Or yeah, was it yesterday when he actually signed the papers and was like in there in the office? Yeah, no, I had to actually like wait to see it right till it happened. You know what I mean? But at the same time, um, I mean we've seen crazier things happen where we think deals are done and then all of a sudden it's not. Like right. I mean, a lot of time in trade, you know, more so than just free agency. But um, dude, as a Buccaneer fan from back in the day with Brad Johnson, um, John Lynch, Barber, Alstad, uh, Warren Sapp. The A-Train. You had Derek Brooks, right? I they mean, made Rice. Dude, I mean, like, you had all these dudes and, uh, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, Keyshawn Johnson. Right. You know, like, back in the that- day. Like, these are just, like, I mean... Like you said, like this is like the Buccaneers, who's kind of like just like a, a nobody team. It's just kind of like a an afterthought of a team. You know what I mean? Like you don't think of them. You in that league or in that uh, division, you'd think of the Saints or the the Panthers. The Falcons, probably, probably. Well, probably, yeah, probably the Falcons more so than the Panthers. Anybody but, just, but the Bucs. Right. <laughs> And right. it's just like, you know, the Buccaneers are just an afterthought, you know, and especially with all the Florida teams not really having a whole lot of success recently, and especially if if we could have had a quarterback that didn't have 30 turnovers like Bruce Arians, oh, excuse me, 30 picks like Bruce Arians said, like, dude, that team could be dangerous, or that team could have been dangerous last year. I saw a stat, dude, that was like if all the cornerbacks caught every single ball they had a chance to pick off Jameis Winston would have thrown 56 interceptions this season yeah I don't doubt it there were 26 balls that were either threw too hard or was just barely over the cornerback's hands where they would have picked it that's so many freaking picks right right god I mean just think about the amount of pick sixes that he gives up too it's not even that he gives up like 
turnovers, <laughs> yeah, but he gives I mean, up bad ones. It's like a pick six a like, game. It's where terrible. He, where he like looks at the where he looks at the defender, and it, it'll be like a linebacker who's just like isn't even covering. Him, but they're playing like zone or something. He just looks at him and he goes, "Hey, you, here's the ball." Right. He just Boom. Looks right at him, and it's like, oh, <laughs> you actually threw it to me, and I only have twenty yards to go, and Jameis like has a poor effort on tackling, but it's like. I'm not trying to dog uh, Jameis because I thought he definitely was capable of winning, but I knew that his potential for losing was much higher than what Tom Brady's is or like what a starting quarterback should be. Right? I mean, Bruce Arians said it like you're saying in that interview. Yeah, he was just like, "Dude, this guy's not coming back." Like, you saw it with Mariota when you. I mean, those we two, can win with this guy. He was like, "If we can win with this guy, we can win with any quarterback." With like, those two, uh, Mariota and Winston playing each other. They seemed, and coming out of the same class, like they were very... They're both pretty beat. Like, very average quarterbacks. I did not like either of them, really. I like Jameis more than Mariota, but yeah, they're both... Right, I agree. And you saw what happened with Mariota and Tannehill. Boom, you you put in Tannehill, who hasn't even shown any success. I mean, he's had some here and there, but he's been very um, up and down, right? He hasn't been very consistent. Whereas he goes to Tennessee, all of a sudden he's... <clears throat> you know, an all-star quarterback, pretty much, or uh, a Pro Bowl quarterback. So it's like, I don't know. It's interesting how those kind of things work, and I think with the leadership that Tom is going to be able to bring into Tampa Bay and with all the rumors of free agents and players wanting to come to Tampa now because Tom has signed there, like I think that's huge. And that's along with not only, like, as a football standpoint for Tampa, but just as, like, the city. Like, it puts them on the map. Like, they have Tom yeah. Brady. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like Aiden said, dude, that that's like an icon that you grew up around. You know what I mean? Like, you grew up I mean, that's just a world icon. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Right. That's, that doesn't just go for New England fans. And I think that's super cool that it's like, it's like, damn, dude, we have freaking Tom Brady, man. Like and even if he's not in his prime, who like it's almost like who cares? Like he's yeah. still good. Dude. Peyton Manning brought Denver a Super Bowl. He's not gonna. Like, I guarantee he's not gonna throw thirty interceptions. You dude, know what I mean? like yeah, he might not have thirty. There's no way. But at the same time, the wide receiver core they have right now. Um. So I'll go here and give my take then on this. I just want to say. I'm very pissed that I didn't bet on this back in November when we joked about it on here, kind of thinking about, oh, like, he could go there. They've got a lot of weapons, like Bruce Arians, like an offensive line makes sense. Um, We'd be rich right now if I did that, so I'm pretty pissed off about it. But um, good for Tom. Like I mentioned, he's going to an offense with Bruce Arians, one of the best offensive minds um, in the game. He's really, like... Easygoing guy too. I heard where you know Belichick has got the Patriot way. Bruce Arians is like, yeah, we uh, we come to work when we're here, but when you leave the door, you get to go home and do your stuff. Go like, apparently he fired a coach for like missing his kids like recitals and practices or something or games because he was like, you need to go spend time with your family more. So like, I'm not sure Belichick would do that. Um, I'm sure he would probably ask you to be in the office more. So. That along with O.J. Howard, Mike Evans, Godwin, Perriman, um, you know, I'm sure they'll get a running back here in this in this weird off season where everybody's just bouncing around. Um, a lot of the names have kind of been gobbled up, the bigger names, Gordon and Gurley. But I mean, still, they they've got a great offense. I know they have some good running backs there right now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Ronald Jones uh, right. second and uh, Peyton Barber are both fine. Right, they're both quality. They would do well. 
Um, <laughs> I wasn't sure what was going on there. There was, there was some random crowd noises I was coming involved. off my table. And well, I made a squeaky sound. Squeaky, squeaky, squeaky. That's what happens when you run a, a live show, though, with uh, with an audience. So, pardon us, but... Right. <laughs> I mean, if you just think about how good Jameis Winston was, fantasy-wise, like, imagine yeah. how good Tom Brady's going to be because he isn't going to have, like I said, 30 interceptions. Like, he's just going to throw that, sling that ball up to Mike Evans. I don't know. It's just... He's got a lot of weapons, and I think that's exactly why he chose there. And I think they're going to sign... Um, some other weapons potentially. I know a lot of people rumored Antonio Brown. We'll see. I don't know about it. Um, <clears throat> he's kind of a nut, but I know him and Tom somehow are Wasn't boys. Wasn't Tom super pissed that he got? Yeah, rid- he was super mad rid- that they cut him or whatever, which is some weird. Unfinished business. Arians is like, look, Antonio. Like, I understand you have some freaking crazy stuff going on, but like when you're on this football team, that stuff stops. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because right? like, that, that happened right? with the Patriots, too. Like, I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, maybe Arians can have a way to get to him. That, uh, Dozier, else, we got to get to Doge. Still, you've had your time. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> I just, I got to get Doge in there. I got to get him in there. Cut I was off. about to toss it to him, and then I didn't get to. So, Doge. Cut off. You gotta, I got to cut you off, my guy. We haven't heard from Doge in like 10 minutes. Maybe even longer. Fine. No, it's not fine. Doge, we need to hear your sweet voice. <laughs> the fans want it. Dude, I'm salty that we didn't hit that that same bet like you were saying. It was 14 to 1. When oh, we that was the... I, put, I didn't know what it was. That's Buccaneers. terrible. Yeah. It was like 4 to 1 for him to go to the Titans at the time. It was like a favorite. It was like minus 125 for him to still stick with the Pats. It's 14 to 1 to wind up at the Bucks, and we just joked about it. Smooth hundo on that. Oh. We have some new equipment for sure, boys. <laughs> Jeez. But, um, no, I mean, obviously having two, like, you know, arguably top five wide receivers on the team with you now in Tampa Bay, definitely two Pro Bowl wide receivers. I can't remember the last time, you know, if Tom Brady ever had two wide receivers at New England that were Pro Bowl receivers in the same year. Maybe, like, Moss and... did Mo- whereas, Were Moss and Gronk on the same team? Because that would be the only... So- but even so, still, that's just Gronk being a tight end. I'm talking yeah, just but a I mean, receiver position. Gronk was a top five ball yeah, catcher right. in the league. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, fair enough, fair enough. Still, but I so, know what you mean, though. Like, it's not the same at all by any means. Like, having those wideouts and just multiple options and corners having to really decide, you know, which star do you cover? You know, it's gonna it's gonna leave some some heavy talent just open for for Tom to sling it to. So that will be exciting to watch. Um. You know, I, I hope he does well out there. Um, it'll be fun to watch. You don't want him to go out there and then have, have poor seasons and then just finish his career in Tampa, not in New England. Just, you know, I don't know. It's not going to happen. He's going to play well. It'll be fun to watch. Um, so, I mean, excited to see it. Two head-to-head <laughs> games against Drew Brees as well. Like, Oh, yeah. That game in the Dome. <sighs> Whoo. That is going to be something else, man. It'll be electric. But, um, I don't know. Very exciting. So, Dill, you have the floor again, if you would like any other Tampa Bay Bucks thoughts. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I know we talked a little on Antonio Brown. I know we te- we texted about this a little bit. I wouldn't touch him with a 30-foot pole. 
Yeah, I'm, I'd probably do a, a six-foot pull here in Ohio. I think the litmus test for, for me was that he, he couldn't handle it in New England, and that's, like, historically just the the best franchise for trying to keep things in-house and keeping guys' heads in. Well, I mean, there's I can think of one other guy that they had some serious issues with that had off-field problems. Yikes. Uh, there's a documentary about it on Netflix. Um, He's innocent, but, though, in that documentary. That kind of, but, you know, that kind of right, transitions right. to our next topic, though. <clears throat> I guess, yeah, you're right. In the meeting, they did talk about this. So, good, good, good segue there, Dill. Topic two. In a meeting with Bill O'Brien, DeAndre Hopkins was asked by Bill O'Brien about, um, you know, I guess the phrase he used was, I've never had to have a meeting like this except for when I talked to Aaron Hernandez, which is like not a good way you want to talk to anybody, especially not DeAndre Hopkins. Who's, I mean, I don't know. I think he's a pretty good guy, whatever. Pretty big part of Houston, in my opinion. Not anymore, unfortunately. But then he said he didn't like having his baby mamas around the team, um, which is an interesting phrase to use, especially in a meeting with your star wide receiver. Um, terrible. So, they traded DeAndre New Hopkins, unbelievable, for David Johnson, a 2020 second-round pick, so second-round pick in this draft, and then a first-round pick in 2021. Or no, excuse me, I think fourth-round pick, not first. Not a first. Um, And then I think they gave up a fourth-round pick as well. So, um... They absolutely got hosed in this trade. I'm just going to... I'm going to go first. This is an absolute shame. Um, DeAndre Hopkins... Him and Deshaun Watson were like one of the best combos to watch. Like Deshaun Watson just running around there back there for his life. And he always finds like Nuke out there. He's just like, oh, I got him. He just launches some crazy ball. Especially with Fuller there. You know what I mean? Like those guys all in combination. When they were playing, those guys weren't stopped. The dreads, dude. Whoever it was. Whether it was Hopkins on the possession or deep or Fuller just on deep. I mean, it was... Even Kenny Stills. Dude, absolutely. The dreadful duo, though. Which, like, boo, that trademark can't exist anymore because they're not there. But David Johnson, I love the man, but... He's just not the same after his injury, and then... Where you been? <laughs> you're not getting value for the top... I mean, I know we, like Mike Evans and Godwin are like maybe top five wide receivers. Wide receivers. DeAndre Hopkins is a bona fide top two, maybe top one receiver in this league. So, like, just a terrible trade. And then you think about some of these other guys that were free agent running backs. You could have just maybe signed... I don't know. Just pretty dumb. So, Doge... I'll pass it over to you since we spoke to you last last time. Um, what do you think of this trade? Who won? Um, are you as appalled as I am with the Bill O'Brien's mishandling of this trade? Oh, yeah, the Texans got hosed. Um, I mean, David Johnson was great. In 2016, he had over 2,000 yards from scrimmage. And since 2016, he's had 2,000 yards from scrimmage. Like, <laughs> He's had Yikes. you know since then, so it's just been brutal. He's not the same star that he was. That people were drafting him high in the fantasy leagues. He's not the same player. Um, I mean, if you if you compare it to the Diggs value that Minnesota wound up getting when they traded Stephon Diggs to to Buffalo, and keep in mind, you know Diggs is a good receiver, but he's not the star that 
Hopkins was. But the Vikings got a first rounder, a fourth round, no, a first rounder, a fifth rounder, and a sixth rounder in 2020. Right. And then they got a fourth rounder in 2021. Like, Ridiculous. that's exactly what the Texans needed to get. They needed that kind of haul right. to, to get those picks. <laughs> they don't have any first round picks this year, still. Stupid. And they traded away their best receiver. So, I mean, that's. That's just an awful trade. Um, but, you know, I at mean, the he, end of the day. He, he just didn't like having his baby mamas around. What can you hey, do? And if, if the Ridiculous. baby mamas were really hurting the culture that much, Bill O'Brien, I guess we'll find out. Don't you think if it was really that big of a deal, you could go up to him and be like, hey, DeAndre, like, I'm not trying to be rude, but the females you've been bringing around are causing a little bit of a distraction. Would you mind if they didn't come to practice? Like, you don't have to be like, hey, man, I don't like it when your baby mamas aren't around. It's like, dude, jeez. Like, have some yeah, respect. To talk to have like some respect for the man. <clears throat> jeez, dude, that's just an awful way to talk to your star. And then you trade him off for nothing. Aiden, what do you think about this trade going down, knowing that you could have given up Sony Michelle and a fourth-round pick and a second-round pick to have DeAndre Hopkins, and maybe that appeases... Tom Brady and he stays, because then he want he like wanted yeah. weapons like, and then they don't go do this like I don't know. What are your thoughts on that and the trade in general? It's that would be a very non Belichickian move, right? Uh, to cash in on draft picks that are accumulating in that way, no doubt. That said, I mean, I don't know. I I'm gonna need to wait it out a little bit and get some get some retrospect uh some what is it retrospective knowledge here um because i don't know how this is going to go i mean in two years if we're if we've solved our quarterback situation the culture's made the culture stayed the same um then you know i'll say yeah i'm glad we didn't we didn't spend those picks but uh that said it's hard to it's hard to not want DeAndre Hopkins, but I mean, I don't think receivers are are converting in the wins as much as. Um, Man, I mean, David Johnson's obviously not like killing it these days, as Doge pointed out. But I don't know. I don't know. The Cardinals definitely won this trade by like a significant amount, and I think Bill O'Brien he was doing too much uh, quarantine shopping. He was going into the store. And he was like just seeing the paper towels and toilet paper on the shelf and just snatching them up, yep. not even looking at the price tag. And I think he, he took that mentality into the office. No doubt. He saw the first thing that came across his desk, desk as the GM, and he, and he botched it. Um, you got to get more for it. There are too many desperate teams in the league to not get more for this. No doubt. Before I let Dill go here, I think too, I think he like did it as a low trade to like be spiteful and be like, yeah, like we are, because I guess they had a little bit of beef last season. So I think he was just like, you know what, like you're not even worth like a sec, a first round pick. Like get the hell out of here. Like kind of like that kind of like, which is stupid, but I think that maybe is what he was doing because he was DeAndre Hopkins was questioning some of their coaching and like why they weren't throwing him the ball and stuff like that. And I don't know, just interesting. So yeah. Dill, along with that, what do you think? There's, and then or go ahead. Real quick, they're yeah. just not that team. Like the Texans can't be that team. No, like the other teams can do that, but the Texans, like, come on, you. No, like, right. You're always lo- you always have all this talent, and you're 
and you just never make anything happen in the playoffs. It's like, that just can't be, that can't come from them. I mean, I don't know how out of line this comment is, but, like, is he not maybe their best player, like, in history? Like, because they're an expansion team. He's better than Andre Johnson was, that's for sure. Right, so, like, did they just trade away their best player in history for a bunch of, like, nothing? Like, uh, that's yeah, another I mean, thing, top, too. Top three, for sure. Right. I mean, I can't. I couldn't tell you who else it would be. Maybe J.J. Watt, if you really want to, you know. Or maybe, maybe, I mean, maybe Arian Foster. No way, <laughs> dude. Well, uh, I mean, he was, like, the only thing they had going for a while. Right. That's and I'm it's certainly that. not uh, Derek Carr, you know. Dude, Matt Schaub was hot for a sec there. David Carr. Which one is it? David. 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 It it's Derek. not David Carr. David. David, yeah. It's certainly not <laughs> him. <laughs> it's not David. I mean, Deshaun's probably going to be it now. Right, yeah. I mean, you would think. I mean, he probably was going to be, but yep. DeAndre had been there the longest. Like, I don't know. They're just... It's like the Clippers trading Blake Griffin. I don't know. A little bit different because DeAndre Hopkins is a lot better than Blake Griffin is right now. But <laughs> same kind of like, this is like one of your best players. You're just going to trade him for not that much. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Big Dilly, what's your reaction here to this trade? And do you think it was fair? Do you, I don't know. What do you um, What do you think about the Cardinals end of it too? No, so I, I mean, I was simply going to say that like, I think uh, Bill O'Brien... Um, like, did not do this. Like, he did this on purpose to throw some shade at DeAndre, like, for sure. No doubt. Um, but also, this looks terrible. This, the grossest part about this is the Todd Gurley thing happened, like, within a day or two after this, where it's like, hey, we could have just gotten Todd Gurley and not given up anything. Yeah, I don't even know what Todd Gurley signed for from the Falcons, but... Like... <laughs> If you can keep DeAndre Hopkins and then just sign Todd Gurley, who's already making $20 million from the Rams for just something pretty cheap, it's like, what are they, like, ugh, just terrible. Yeah, so. Instead they gave stacks to Randall Cobb, and now they're over the cap. But, dude, it's like, it's like Randall also, Cobb is nothing compared to DeAndre Hopkins. It's so ridiculous. 100%. The same thing with, uh, with how he didn't have a play drawn up for that one fourth down in the playoff game where it was like, well, we took the penalty, and then we were like, well, let's go for it now. And it was like 4th and 15 or something right. even longer, like after a 10-yard penalty. And it was like, dude, like as a coach, you just got to you gotta find a play. You got to call a play or something, you know what I mean? Like, I can't remember for sure, but I want to say that they had to timeout. Call a timeout, you know what I mean? Right. Like, find a way to avoid the 10-yard penalty. Because, I mean, like, you always probably, well, as a coach, you should be you Especially should if you're going to go for it, you should call the timeout, you know, like... Well, I'm saying, like, he had that indecision to, like, he wasn't sure. And then somebody had to say, like, hey, we need to go. And he was like, okay, yeah, yeah. We right. So it's like, if you were easily convinced, why weren't you just having that mind thought or mindset in the first place of, like, okay, we have to win this game. Right. You know what I mean? Rather than we have to protect the lead, which, dude, that whole, anyway. So he's just, he just has been a mediocre coach his entire tenure. And then all of a sudden, like, he has the GM ability of obtaining players, and he has personnel uh, power. And it's like, why do you give this guy power when he can't even do his one job correctly? And right. Now you have him assigned to multiple jobs and positions. Well, that's such a tough job to do anyway. Like, I think Belichick's the only guy who's ever done it successfully, and that's because he's literally ruthless with guys. Yeah. Like, and he trades. He's like, the and only he never, one. But he also doesn't lose trades either. Like, right. rarely did they lose a trade. So it's like... I don't know. He knows 
face value. Exactly. Like, and he understands it. And he's okay. Like, he doesn't have his ego well, And he's tight with like, a lot of college coaches and other coaches where he can just be like, yeah, like, who's, like, dank from, this, like, who's dank from your team? Like, Bill O'Brien doesn't have that. No way. Little, he doesn't have that respect. Little saving shout out. Right. So, and I'm sure, too, he doesn't have the respect like Belichick does in the locker room either. So, I don't know. I would not have made the move if I was Bill O'Brien. If I was the owner, I would have, like, probably fired him as GM the next day and tried to get someone in there. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Like, I don't know. Unless there's something else going on behind the scenes that we don't know about where they're, like, truly, really beefing and DeAndre Hopkins has been, like, a locker room issue. Or, which, like, I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah, it would, it would come out somewhere else. Like, one of the players or media source would come out and say, like, oh, like well, I've, I've been in the locker room during after-game press conferences as, like, a reporter, and I've seen how DeAndre blows up. Or something where it's right. like, oh, he's a nuclear type of guy. Right, that's why they call you him know? Right, no, that's not the case. But, so. yeah. So. All right, well. The Cardinals. That's, gonna... uh, I will say, the, uh, I, I don't know how much, like, Gurley's deal with the Falcons really, like, affects. How much I is it? I'm looking that up now. Uh, I mean, he gets 20 mil from the Rams no matter what. Six, six, six million. Dude. So, it's, I mean, it's not not a haul. Yeah, dude, terrible. that's so, that's like also Bill O'Brien, like, just like I'm saying, you can't do both jobs. He isn't informed. Like, like don't you think he'd pick up and call the Rams and be like, hey, like, what are you guys doing with Todd Gurley? And they're like, I mean, we might trade him to you, and he's like, "Come on, I'm not trading." Like, are you guys cutting him or what? Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I just wonder. Like, I I think he's not gonna be even close to the player he's he was the last few years. Like going forward, I think. I I'm think totally with you, but I think he's gonna be as good, if David not Johnson. better, than David Johnson. And if you can keep DeAndre Hopkins, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah, he has talents. That can I mean, still Melvin be Gordon was available too, so like you could have signed yeah. him. I think he got money though, but yeah, yeah. Either way, I don't know. A little ridiculous. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, let's move on here to halftime. I'm gonna swing it over to Big Dill to let us know where we can find the Cheap Seats Network um, social media sites. So, you know, where are we at, my guy? All right, on Facebook, it's pretty simple. The Cheap Seats Network. On Twitter, oh boy, here we, we don't really vary it too much. The Cheap Seats SN. SN. For? Nothing special. Nothing special this week. Yeah, no. Sports, sports Network. Sports Nowhere, bro. Sports Network. Network. It's Network. Networks. Okay, well, Cheap Seats Sports Network. I like it. SN. Dozier. The Doge Meister. The Dogeman. The Dogical. Where can we find the Clubhouse specific stuff on our social media pages? Where are they at? You can find us on Facebook at The Clubhouse. Twitter and Instagram is Clubhouse underscore TCSN for the Deep Seats Network. Boom. Wow. Heck yeah. Love it. Um, so Critical. Another thing we've got going on, we've got t-shirts out right now. We've got a survey going around. Aiden, when the world opens back up, 
we will get you one made for being a guest. So you can rep that, maybe post some Thank stuff you. about it. So, um, Absolutely. No, we, we appreciate you being on. So we're going to start doing that for our guests. We're going to put an order in. But we also want people to order, like, if you want to get a long sleeve or a sweatshirt as well. And then we're also putting out some koozies as well, potentially. So That could help with. Um, that could definitely help with all your, your things. So um, we got you on the shirt, but you gotta you got to support us and get some of the other stuff. But I know you've been supporting us. I know you've been supporting us with – with your event you've been going on. So we're going to let you, um, you know, plug your band here as well as anything else you would like here. So you have the floor. What would you like to promote, sir? Oh, of course. So um, I'd like to plug at Freshmakers Band, the Freshmakers. We are an entertainment group in the Bay Area, uh, performing all over California and Nevada uh, right now, but we do go national. So happy to travel to meet you where you are we do uh private entertainment so we do uh weddings corporate events private parties uh, also some clubs clubs and, and and um festivals and things like that uh playing all the hits you know oh yeah uh, lots of lights lots of lots of britney spears lots of tights you know sure it's a great show so uh, it's a fun time for us right now. We just actually invested in some new hardware, so uh, nice. hurt the bank. hurt hurt the hardware, or excuse me, hurt the wallet a little bit. But uh, really looking forward to an upgraded show. Um, so we're actually currently on the hunt for some uh, sound engineers and some uh, VJs, some video uh, and like visual technical people. Right. Um, so if you know anyone who wants to program a kick-ass new show. I got work for him. Hey, we'll spread the word for sure. Absolutely. There you go. So, Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely, so man. Much. Let's get to it. Second half. You've you've all been waiting. We haven't told you what it was. The White Claw 2020 National Championship. Right now, we are all missing sports. Um, you know, like you wouldn't believe everyone on the pod here is an extreme sports junkie. Um, I've been just catching up on shows and doing other like weird stuff, um, like watching YouTube things on how to, you know, learning different skills right now. I've, I've just been trying to find things to do. But last night, our guest here, Aiden Leahy, put together an incredible event, the White Claw National Championship on his, uh, primetime Instagram feed there. So... Um, I'll let you describe the event, the bracket a little bit, and then I've got some questions for you. So, um, sure. just talk about what you had going on. You can uh, shout out the other sponsors you'd like as well. Um, what do you got yeah, for us? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, I live in San Francisco. We've been on uh, quarantine or shelter in place, I guess is the PC way to say it. Right. Uh, right. For about a, uh, coming up on a week now. And, uh, I've been taking that pretty seriously, as I advise everyone to do. Um, yes. So I haven't really seen many people in the last couple of days. So I was getting a little bored thinking about what I wanted to do on my Saturday night. Um, and, you know, I look over, and what do I see? I see variety packs number one and two of White Claw, and I'm like, Ooh, oh, I got some crispy boy friends in there. Absolutely. Why don't we break them out? And I was thinking, you know, maybe I could review some flavors. Maybe I could do a little taste test, something like that, a little blind taste test. But I miss sports, like you said. 
and we needed to put it into a format this March that made the most sense for uh, for this time of year, no regardless of the circumstances. So we put them into a bracket. Uh, we had the original region um, on the left side, um, where we had the original flavors, natural lime, raspberry, ruby grapefruit, and black cherry, um, seated by uh, order on the box to remove all bias. Thought it was pretty ridiculous that natural lime got the one seat somehow. Um, Dude, that was ridiculous. It, it's, I, you know, I went back and forth on it. <laughs> Just, God bless you. Uh-oh. God bless Practicing you. sneezing techniques into my elbow, ladies and gentlemen. You please do the same. Yes, the dab sneeze. Stop the spread. COVID-19. So, pretty ridiculous that, uh, pretty ridiculous that Natural Lime got the one seed. Just a historically bad franchise. It's not even pretty ridiculous. It's absurd. It's absurd, but... It's like the Cowboys and the Knicks franchise. People talk about it, but they're not any good. I mean, the Knicks... There's a gap between the Knicks and the Cowboys. It's the same thing. I think it's like the James Harden, Kevin Durant, Westbrook, like, Thunder back in the day. Like, they they could have been great, but, but they never were. Okay. You know? I could see it. Natural Lime could have been great, but it's not. No. I think that's fair. The uh, as as I thought about the mission of this tournament, which is obviously to promote uh, competition in this non-competitive sports atmosphere that we unfortunately are in right now. It's terrible. I thought, you know what? Giving Natural Lime the one seed actually has one of the only <laughs> legitimate advantages of this entire tournament, which is the first sip of a crispy after a long day is definitely the best one. And if any drink needs a handicap, it's definitely natural. No line. doubt, no doubt. So we left it up there, um, and we can we can talk through results later uh, once I get through. I guess the the other end of the bracket here, which is the tropical region, variety pack two, uh, lemon, mango, watermelon, and tangerine. Um, and we just worked through the elite eight games, worked up to the final four, and then crowned a champ here. Um, put it all on Instagram. Uh, made it pretty clickable so you can vote on stuff um, and it's in my highlights so if you want to check it out it's all there unfortunately I can't save my super long live videos of every match into my highlights right. so those are only available for a little bit longer mm. uh, I think they're already gone were there okay. any were there any Cinderella stories of the tournament <laughs> Dylan just get into the questions just getting right into it um, I'm here for it though. Cinderella stories. I think really the, the, the shock of the tournament was Raspberry making it to the final. I was going to say, hold, give me the final four here first. Give me yeah. the, yeah, yeah. the matchups, yeah. and then we'll go from match. there. But hold on. Talk matchups, yeah, I'm in. So we'll go match by match. We, we take it to the original region. We got one seed, Natural Lime, against Raspberry. Natural Lime, I, mean, I, immediate, easy I upset. Immediately, immediately got buffaloed on the live feed by Jake Peters. Friend of the show. So I, had to, I had to slam it. I had to slam this natural line to wow. get the tournament started, which was really the energy we needed to carry us. I agree. Soul. That's this how is, you got to get going. This is UMBC versus uh, Virginia. Yeah. Wow. I was happy to do it. I was happy to do it. That said, natural line got absolutely wiped by raspberry. Smoked. Wiped. It, it wasn't close, and it wasn't a surprise. No. Um, moving into uh, ruby grapefruit versus black cherry. Um, ruby grapefruit. Arguably the most controversial flavor of White Claw history. Um, really hot takes on, on Ruby Grapefruit. 
highly inconsistent. Essentially, the Cam Newton of White Claw. It might be the first thing wow. you reach for in the Yeti, or it might be a bottom feeder there with natural line, depending on the day. You just never know how it's going to hit. Um, right. Going up, going up against Black Cherry, who arguably the goat. Um, definitely my favorite going into this thing. It was close, um, but actually it wasn't that close. Ruby no chance. I was going to say, come on now. Ruby Grapefruit didn't show up. It really didn't show up, um, which isn't a shock. I mean, that's its MO, inconsistency. I mean, clearly Raspberry just didn't have a great like regular season. Like They didn't get the seating they wanted, but the Blue Bloods are turning out here in this region. Like Clearly, the powerhouses are coming to play. They're stomping the competition, and we've got a serious matchup here to get to the finals, at least in this, uh, you know, original sure. region. Yeah, this OG bracket. For sure, for sure. So if we move on to the other, uh, the tropical region here to get through this uh, this Elite Eight, we got Lemon versus Mango. Definitely the match of the first round. I would say, what a freaking matchup, man. Yeah, two heavyweights coming in. Um, honestly, really, really different players here. Yes. Lemon, I, I very much think about Lemon as the, the 2018 Chiefs. Um, just coming in. Really coming on the scene. Oh, loads of young talent, unproven, um, but just, it's electric in your mouth. Right, it's just what you need. It's what you need. Mango, on the other hand, just tried and true in a way that no other flavor is because it never had the luxury of being in the variety pack, which, like I said yesterday, I've been on the, the horn with Adam Silver repeatedly wondering why it's not in the variety pack instead of natural lime. Isn't, it, isn't it ridiculous he isn't picking up our calls right now? It's like he's got something else to do. It's insane. It's insane. We know you're not working. No, there's nothing going on. Yeah. Things are normal. Yeah. <laughs> At best, you're working from home and it's Sunday. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, Mango here has had to uh, brave only being in a six-pack or a 12-pack with other mangoes. Right. So... The more I thought about it, I was like, man, this is a well-rounded drink. Like, it's it's really had to overcome a lot to stay relevant. Um, so I was really excited for this match. It definitely did not disappoint. Um, and Mango just proved to be too much. The experience of Mango really came through. And uh, Lemon, unfortunately, while they were kind of my sleeper pick to win the whole thing, um, they didn't even make it out of the first round. But it's a matchup thing. You know, Lemon, Lemon probably probably could have fared a little bit better in a, in a different early matchup, but that's the way the cookie crumbles. If I had to give it a school comparison for college basketball, I'd go with Lemon as like a Texas Tech right now, really on the scene, nice and good. You know, everybody's kind of looking for a piece of their action. It's fun. And then Bango, I would say because it's not one of those blue bloods, of the, the groups that you always think about, it's more like a Gonzaga, you know, a little mid-major, but it's always there, tried and true, always yeah. coming to the tournament. So... Um, that's what I'd call that if you're looking for a little basketball matchup here. Gonzaga taking oh, yeah. over Texas Tech is what I would compare. I love that. To. I love that, and especially yeah, it's so fitting. Two schools very fitting <clears> to have <throat> representing the tropical region. So I really Absolutely. appreciate that. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, we're talking so, about White Claws. Like it's March Madness because there's nothing going on. It's so terrible. <laughs> it's, it's great though. This is the this is what we needed. Hey, it's fun at least. So we uh, dropped down here to watermelon versus tangerine. I had no idea what to expect coming in here. Um, two 
two pretty electric flavors in your mouth. Very artificial. Um, mm. Watermelon. I, I don't think I've ever had anything artificially flavored watermelon that tastes remotely like a watermelon. Right. And um, tangerine. I mean, tangerine tasting like vitamin C up in here, uh, like an emergency pack. Um, and yeah, this was a weird one. It was just, it, it was another case of um, one of the players just not, not showing up. Right, uh, really? Watermelon really pulled a, a ruby grapefruit here, and uh, tangerine, tangerine won this one. Wow. Little little caveat about the first round, though. I will say, I threw all these crispies, round one crispies, in the fridge the day before, so they were nice and cold. Right. And I think it it was a great way to separate the the men from the boys, uh, or the women from the girls, if you will. Sure. Uh, on uh, on this first round, because flavor has to be able to overcome the crispiness. And absolutely, I mean, we all knew natural lime wasn't going to be able to do that, but no. you know, these, these exciting flavors like lemon and watermelon, um, they were, they inexperience in this area really showed. Um, yeah, and it, yeah. it left us with a great kind of final four, uh, in raspberry, black cherry, mango, and, and tangerine. Well, you look at like natural lime, like such a great season as a mixer, that it really got itself that one seed. It earned itself the one seed. You know, it likes to be mixed in with, you know, um, a little bit of a, a rum drink here, maybe in there, maybe a vodka drink here and there. So it, it got its name that way. But when it comes to the head-to-head matchups, like you're saying, crispy flavor, it's not going to get the job done. Like, we, we all know it. Yeah, yeah. So, Doge, so no shockers oh, in this round. No, no no shockers at all. I don't, I don't think so either. Um, Doge... Any comments on the first round? Anything that you had real quick? And then I got a couple questions for Aiden about the first round, and we'll advance there. But I want to get your thoughts, you know. See, it's an unpopular opinion that I have, but I don't like mango anything. Wow. So I would have sent lemon straight on through. Wow. But I understand why the draw is toward mango. A lot of people enjoy it, and it has survived on its own since day one and you got to respect that you have to respect it but i'm a big citrus guy so i would have i would have been down for the citrus matchup on that tropical side with the lemon versus tangerine that would have been a good good matchup for sure no that's, doubt that's the only thing that would have probably been different for me okay fair enough yeah well, i'll definitely save some other questions for you then for later um, I, I do have one comment go for it. i do want to be clear i was drinking these in real time and I was make I was trying to wipe my biases clean. So trust me, I, I actually wanted Lemon to win here, but you know, I, I I tried to let my taste buds be the guide. You know? And Lemon just didn't <clears throat> Lemon didn't execute the way it needed to to, to win. It's I, all about game day, you know? I and think you can, absolutely you gotta show up. I think Lemon deserved the overall one seed here. Because it, it can stand alone as its own beverage and also kind of like the limes, it's got that mixer ability um, with multiple beverages. So I really think um, it was going to be Lemon's year, but they just came out against a tough mango and that's a matchup you know, you're going to run into and anybody is going to have a tough time taking out a mango claw. Like just yeah, really good flavor well, What there. you get there is that Lemon had a great regular season, but you got to show up and mango's been there before. You know, they... They oh, yeah. know what the postseason's like. Yeah, you can earn your spot, but once you get there, it's tournament time. It's all about the matchups. It's all about how well you can coach. It's a different environment. You know, you're not 
You're not drinking them slowly. You're drinking them, you know, really quick in between. It's there's a lot going on. You know, it's it's right. a tough time out there for a lemon claw in a competition like this. Yeah, as the uh, sideline reporter for the watermelon uh, tangerine matchup, the watermelon fans were going wild, but they just couldn't handle the. Uh, I was going to ask you what that day. atmosphere was like. Um, um, yeah, no, seriously. I mean, they were going bananas there. Uh, but at the same time, with them being a little bit closer to home court, uh, closer to the Watermelon fans, they had a lot of people saluting, you know. So it was, it was yeah. close off the rip, but uh, really throughout the game, Tangerine showed their strength and really started flexing on them. So. I was in the stands for the Lime first-round matchup. Upset, yeah. upset, I should say. Yeah. And, dude, it got so quiet. It was, it was I mean, incredible. it just, like, there were so many Lime fans, but... I mean, you could hear a pin drop. There's one. Yeah. There's one. Uh, one fan. I don't know. I just he was balling. I think you know he might. You might see him on a late night talk show. One of those guys that they invite in because he's just so upset about the matchup going down. So, I don't know. Just terrible. So, let's move on here. We got the final four. Aiden, why don't you lay it out for us, and let's see who advances here. Tell us what was going through your mind during these matchups. Did you give yourself a break in between, or were you just? Ripping these crispies, as you would say, Were you one after another. I I, uh, I I took a little break here. Um, quick, I, I got a quick wanted... quick question, quick quick twenty seconder. Will sure, you sure. pop in a new can per round, or is this like just like a tournament where you've got to keep the can open and it's got to last throughout the tournament, or is it a new can each time? Oh, I was popping a new can each time. Okay. And, and I thought it was only totally fair agree. to the athletes. I totally agree. Absolutely. They get the rest. They get their time. They, I mean, they're training. It's a new matchup. Absolutely. Full recovery. Sure. <laughs> Full recovery. So, one difference here is after I finished, um, or excuse me, as, as a winner advanced, I, uh, throughout the first round, I popped, a, I popped their next round can into the fridge. Um, and these gotcha. were coming in. These weren't coming in hot, but they were coming in a little below room temperature. Okay. So they ha- definitely had less time to prepare for the final four, um, which I was really excited about because there was going to be less of a crispiness uh, threshold that right. the flavor would need to overcome. So it really came down to just straight flavor, just straight flavor. And uh, I-, I was really excited for it. So we had raspberry and black cherry uh, first coming out of the original bracket or the original region. And... I gotta say, this was the matchup of the tournament. This was this is why we do tournaments like this. No, this no doubt, we, no doubt. Know. So uh, I actually threw on an, an orangutan mask because this round was so bananas. Wow, as you said, Bill. So uh, check that in the live stream if you wanna if you wanna check that out. But um, like I said, matchup of the tournament right here: raspberry, black cherry, and uh, like I said, black cherry was my favorite going into this. And pulling off a major upset that I could not have predicted. Raspberry beat my favorite, Black Cherry. Unreal. Because it just brought it. It just brought it. I mean, as much as I wanted to to have Black Cherry move on to that final, um, Raspberry just came in real strong, just consistent flavor, um, mixed well with the the crispiness level that we had at the time. And... um, I, I just couldn't overcome. I, I couldn't overcome the fact that Raspberry just my gut was screaming to me that they had to be in the final. I hate to call out a young athlete, like you know, because you know I just you know they're young, they don't know what's going on, they've been in a moment. But you could clearly, clearly tell 
that Black Cherry had just not been in a moment like this. You know, I, just, I don't know. Yeah. They, they just didn't show up. Yeah, it that, was really, that, really that, bizarre. Because I thought for that, sure that was a shoe-in to even win maybe the whole thing, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that fourth quarter just proved to be too much. Like, they, they were neck and neck for a while, and then as Raspberry started to pull away, that's where Black Cherry, it, w- it was almost a sign of arrogance and yeah. a sign of inexperience. Like, they came in thinking they could win with a lackadaisical performance, and then once once Raspberry in that fourth quarter just turned on the Jets, Black Cherry didn't know how to deal with that. I mean, the suffocating defense is all I'll say. Dylan, yeah. I mean, I know. Yeah. They I don't want to take words out of your mouth. No, I was like, they didn't even hit a free throw. Black Cherry couldn't even hit a free throw in the fourth quarter. Not a single one. I mean, it's just Ridiculous. like... You can't win if you aren't hitting free throws in the fourth quarter. And I'm talking... These guys are shooting 89, you know, 92% from the, the free throw line all year. So, clearly, some kind of jitters were there. I don't I don't know. It's a big tournament. They had a big year. Yeah. Um, it's a big stage. I mean, this is the White Claw 2020 National Championship. I mean, this is the biggest stage that well, they've st- ever been on. Yeah, but you start thinking about the you start thinking about the next stage, and you start thinking about you know who you could potentially be playing. and You're not yeah. focused on the game right now, and it's just and you have to represent the OG region. It's, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot a lot of weight on those 12 ounce shoulders. So um, yeah, Aiden, what do we got here on the other side of the matchup between? Mango and Tangerine. Describe that matchup and what went down there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, one I was pretty excited for uh, going into it, just big, bold flavors coming from Tangerine and Mango here. Oh, yeah. Um, Mango, obviously a pretty battle-tested flavor. Tangerine just out of left field. I'm. They were just – they're newcomers to this whole game, you know, and uh, we haven't seen them on the scene all that much, so – didn't really know how they they were going to perform uh, given the new crispy levels of uh, the Final Four. Right. Uh, but we dove in. We took a sip of mango first. Um, just really consistent, really smooth. Um, just the performance you expect from, from a flavor like mango. Um, then, you know, tangerine. Um, tangerine started to, to show signs. Uh, that we saw in watermelon, unfortunately, the round before, just not showing up the way you need to push show up in the in the final four, and it was upsetting. But I'm gonna be honest, this was this was a quick one. This was a quick one. It was over by halftime. I mean, Mango with the clear win here. You could you could tell right away that there was just something different about Mango the way they came out. I just and you know some teams are just kind of happy at getting there and moving on. You know they're not. They're not here to win the whole thing. They're they're young, like you said. They're kind of like the one and done guys, but they're some teams weren't even showing up, like the unflavored seltzer. They didn't even show up. Yeah, I mean, they. I don't yeah. even. I don't even want to talk about that. That's just terrible. You got to show up for a tournament like this, but when you can't, it's just awful. But it's, Doge, it's not worthy. I know you're not a big mango guy, so what are your thoughts on this? Like, um, we wouldn't. We're not going to sit here and call you a mango hater, but that's what people are saying. <laughs> I will neither confirm nor deny the reports. Wow! But off the record, like we said before, okay. man, Mango is battle tested, and to see the results, I'm not surprised. Okay, okay, sure. Um, <clears throat> let's just let's. I got get, a, you got something? I was gonna say, if you got a comment about this round at all, give it to me. But if not, let's just let's get right to the the final matchup here. I, I got a quick shout to to all the sponsors. Oh, actually. absolutely! Yeah, give him, give it to him. 
Yeah, so a uh, couple quick shouts here. Um, first and foremost, we got uh, the Clubhouse Sports Podcast, um, the fastest growing sports podcast in Southwest Ohio. Absolutely. The flagship program of the Cheap Seats Network. Um, just really excited to have their, their name on the bracket here. No doubt. Um, excited to be here. It's great to be with you guys. Um, another quick shout out to uh, Corona Stash 2020. It's a mustache that I grew because I was sad and lonely. And uh, not sick yet, but probably going to get sick eventually. Another big shout-out to uh, Lennon. This is Nick Chagan's dog. Um, just a great pupper in, down in Austin, Texas. Uh, five-year-old uh, German Shepherd. Um, just well-mannered, beautiful girl. What else do you need out of a, out of a lovely young pooch? A shout-out to uh, Shelby. Shelby is the Freshmaker's bus. Okay. Uh, it's a, it's sure. a short school bus um, that's been retrofitted with a television and a Raspberry Pi so we can play a little uh, Mario Kart while we drive to shows. Uh, and it obviously stores a bunch of our stuff. Um, it's got a great record so far. Um, it's been in commission for uh, about uh, seven months now and only been broken into once. So that's really exciting. Okay, that's pretty good numbers. Uh, uh, defensive fortress. Um, sure. You know, six out of the seven months of, of its lifetime. Um, and last but not least, uh, the sheriff of White Claw Town, uh, De'Aaron Marquis Lamont <laughs> Isaac. I'm so happy to have this guy as a uh, as a sponsor. And no uh, doubt. Actually, during our little break between the Elite Eight and uh, the Final Four, he gave us a pretty thorough analysis and uh, prediction of what was going to happen. Uh, and who was going to actually take the cake. Unfortunately, he made a bold choice yeah. and picked Tangerine, which we're obviously not seeing Tangerine in the final here. But um, he used the word zeal in his analysis, which I thought was pretty great. Um, so, you know, not a genius pick, but a genius vocabulary. No doubt. It's tough when you when you, you put your name on a player like that and they just are, I guess, a team. But you, we all know the player. Um but when you put your name on somebody like that and they just don't perform. So he's going to have to wear that one come Monday morning on the talk shows, you know, for sure. True. And as D would say, such travesty. Such travesty. Such travesty. Um, <laughs> so let's get to this final matchup here. We've got Mango. We've got Raspberry. What is it? What do we got here? Just give us Let give us the you. matchup. How long were they, were they crispified, if you will? Uh, before final go, um, you know, give us the breakdown here for the final matchup here. Sure, sure. So they were crispified uh, for a smooth <laughs> 20 minutes before we drank these ones. Um, so enough time to get from a little below room temperature to, to not overly crispy, but the level of coolness that we needed for for a proper analysis. Right, for balance. Just, just good game conditions, you know. Um so raspberry coming in, uh, representing the original region, obviously, uh, as the original squad representative, they get the first sip, um, nice crack, nice tap, tap, took a, took a nice long swig, um, gave it two more swigs before I switched over to the, the visiting team in mango, uh, mango representing the tropical region, um, a highly contested, just wild ride getting to the finals. No doubt. Uh, you know, tap, tap, crack, a couple sips. Um, I mean, first thing that hits me after the initial sips of them both, Mango just consistent as heck. 
consistent as heck. Just always coming in with, with really smooth draws. Um, regardless of crispiness level, flavor is just present. Uh, not overbearing, but very present. Um, and honestly, this is where this is where they started to separate a little bit. Um, a raspberry had a little bit of a a little bit too a, a little bit too much kind of artificial flavor come through um, when compared to to mango. And wow, it, it just this game did not get closer. Honestly, as we <clears throat> took more trips and as it went on, and mango emerged the White Claw National Champion of 2020. Wow, unbelievable! So give it up for mango. Really, really excited about his performance. Um, I did some some post tournament self analysis here, right? And it's, it's no shock. It's no shock at all. Now that we've seen it play out, and, and you think about the factors that went into Mango's road to get to to this national championship, it's it's no shock they won. I mean, they've had the most unique journey of any flavor. They spent their first year two years of existence in uh total isolation just grinding earning their keep so they don't even need a region they just were put in a region because like they could be a mango region like exactly exactly and and you think about when when the owners initially got together they pulled in adam silver and they said look we need to design this whole structure so we can get to this one dude in San Francisco who just shaved a stupid mustache and is going to get drunk by himself. It's all leading to that. So how do we make it as electric as possible by we get the time we get to that point? Can you, of can you real they, quick, can you believe they leaked that audio? Ridiculous. Like in insane. that meeting is ridiculous, but sorry, insane. carry on. It, but it's the genius of this whole thing. Right. You know? Right. Like they know what they're doing. It's promotion. There. It's and, promotional and, stuff for sure. And now that we, we see the whole picture painted, it makes so much sense that they, they built this original variety pack to have five flavors. And then they said, you know what? It's got to be four yeah. because they're, we're going to monetize a second one and get it ready for uh, the White Claw National Championship 2020 when we drop that variety pack number two. And there's only one flavor. Only one flavor could have pulled off starting its own variety pack. No doubt. And it's mango. It's I mean, mango. Yeah, I mean, they just they needed the pieces around it, but it does it doesn't though, at the same time. It's right. a standalone talent. It was for destined. Sure. It was destined for stardom, no doubt. And it was destined, I think, to 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 overcome the media hype that was going against it. I mean, all the media coming from the variety pack, uh, the original variety pack, and just Mango getting snubbed. There's certainly from, from there's certainly office. a media tropical bias. We don't need to like sugarcoat it, like. It, it, people like the, the original region, that's for sure, you know? Well, well, especially, I mean, as they were just putting together that original variety pack, it almost seemed as if they snubbed Mango. No, they definitely and, did. Why? Yeah. I mean, but, but, but now that we see the whole picture, it was like... They were smart about Mango, it, for sure. Mango, Mango sacrificed and was the only one who was truly smart enough to allow this tournament to even happen. The only the only player that could have carried an entire bracket, no doubt. So, just a hero, honestly, a hero. It's it's a rags to riches story. Um, I'm glad that they're the the winning uh, the winning flavor here. Just a good team, a good organization. They're going to be back real strong next year. Um, that said, I know you got some betting fans here. Yeah, throw your money on lemon. 
because wow. they are coming in hot for next season. Their recruiting class is just insane. They've been scoping out uh, the, the lower leagues uh, with Truly and Bond and Viv, and they're pulling in some great They have a lot, of, a lot of transfers coming in next year, too. So they're going to be really good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, Doge, I'll get to you in one second, but Dill, I'm going to go ahead real quick. I'm gonna, I agree with Mango. I thought they should have won this year. I thought they had the most complete team, the best year, like you're saying, could stand alone. So, real quick, Dill, do you agree with Mango, or if, if not, who would you have as the winner? And then, Doge, I know you would not have picked Mango, so I'm interested to see who would have won your bracket, or I guess who won your bracket. I know you filled one out, so um, no shame in hiding it. Um, but Dill, who do you think it was Mango's year, or did somebody else think you know deserve it? So going into this tournament, I definitely thought, I definitely understand and, and have no problem saying that I would have seen that these two teams came through as the uh, you know tournament for the finals, right? For the yeah. tournament finals, no doubt. Um, well, I mean, once you saw the bracket laid out, it was like, oh yeah, because I'm a firm believer in those two coaching staffs and the organizations and the universities behind them. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I know that I've, I've gone to both universities. I've had a great time with both of them. Um, great flavors all the way around, you know, solid, solid. But my first pick when I'm, when I'm at the store, it's hard because I can't just go with a mango. Right. I get the mango pack. Right. But then I get the variety just because I need I need some you know variety. Right, no doubt. So, in a cooler with all these given to me already, those are my top two picks. Okay, sure. And that's how I'm seeding them. One, two. There you go. Mango Raz. No doubt. Certainly some uh, some mango madness, if you will. Um, Doge, I know you aren't into mango madness. So, who would you be picking here? Who would you have for your bracket? Um, I know, you know, we don't want to air out, you know, your money that you had on the game, but I know you had a little cheddar on Lemon, so what are your thoughts on that matchup? Just kidding, folks. There's no betting on the Stupid White Claw Championship, but Doge, hey. not stupid. I meant betting on it. Like, I'm not trying to bet on it. Doge. I filled out my bracket, and, and like Aiden would have thought that the, the goat, Black Cherry, would have made a run. No doubt. You know, I I gotta you know send some respect out to the the judges and the refs that had tough calls down the stretch. I mean, um, they were they were flawless. A lot, of, a lot of bang bang plays, a lot of gut calls. You know, you can't go to the replay in this tournament, so it's all what you see on the court. Right. And you know, Raspberry edged him out there. I would have seen Black Cherry probably, and then you know, a, a toss up if I would have had Lemon and Tangerine in the in the final four, like I was saying. Right. But I think I would have probably had Black Cherry taking the goat, but like I said, you know, you never know what's going to happen. You never know. That's why it's March, man. You never know what's going to happen. Exactly. So, <laughs> uh, very interesting to watch. Tuned in through the through the clubhouse Instagram to to check it out each round. Um, I know Gordon was in the room with me. Was was sliding into him as well. Oh so, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, in in, in times like these. You know, it was great to still have a tournament to watch for some March Madness. Absolutely, no doubt. So, last question here um, before we move on to our buzzer beaters and wrap up the show. If there was one flavor, one team 
that you thought could have made the tournament that has not been invented or a group that you're going to get together? You know, let's say, for example, I'm not sure if this would be the team that would win it and make it go on a run, but a Blue Raspberry, if you will. What is a team that you think or a flavor that could make a run in the 2021 White Claw Championship if they're like they were invented? So um, I'll go first, just since I'll give you guys time to think of one. I'm going to go with... I think a grape flavor would really make a good run in the tournament. I'm not sure if it would win, but a nice... Like, that's one where the artificial could play and to benefit. Or if not, it might be a little bit of a whiny, like a bubbly wine flavor, which would also potentially be good. So I'm going to go with grape. I think that could open up a market as well um, with some other flavors, maybe some potential mixers or frozen, more frozen drinks, a slushy, white cloth slushy, if you will. Um, wow. So I think Grape could have a, a strong year if they were um, to make themselves available for the tournament. So, Aiden, I'll pass it to you. Is there any flavor that you think would be able to enter this league and make a run? Yeah, I know you guys have seen the rumors flying around about pomegranate potentially coming out. <clears throat> yeah. Um, ki- kiwi strawberry uh, is a rumor I've heard. Definitely one I'd be quite excited to try. That said, I actually have two uh, that I, I really think need to get in the game here. The first is, when you think about it, it's just it's a logical choice, and there's no way they could mess it up. Uh, but there's a lot of ways they can make it fantastic, and that's Apple. Yeah, sure. Apple, what's what's the first adjective you think of when you when you eat a nice apple? Crisp. Crisp. Exactly. A crisp exactly. apple. It's just you, you can't you can't make that up. No, you can't. You can't. <clears throat> <laughs> so uh, I think, you know, I, if White Claw is going to expand their portfolio here, there's a clear direction to go in there. Now, would you would you enter the space with a regular apple and a sour apple, or would it just be kind of like a soury apple kind of flavor? Honestly, I think you just go regular apple. I'm, I'm think, here for it. I think, uh, I think White, White Claw is playing to a, a pretty eclectic audience here. No doubt. I can't even say that straight-faced. And, uh, you know, sour <laughs> apple, I think uh, – I think big kids are, are growing up a little bit here, and they just want that mature flavor when they're out slamming crispies with the boys. Yeah, but sometimes you got to think about the ladies. The ladies like a, like a nice apple teeny kind of deal here. So. Sour apple. I'm not wow. sure. You never know. I, I'm a, I'm with you on the apple though. I think they'd make a run. Actually, whoa. We need to go to White Claw headquarters right now because what they need to do is they need to have a competition pack. And it has to be half apple and half Don't say this out loud anymore. We need to capitalize on this. All right, all right, all right. Uh, Trademark. Send them an email, and then we'll do the championship with the variety pack. And we'll send them your... We should send them the video. Yeah, the tournament. Doge, Doge, call your trademark guy. Yeah, call your trademark guy, Doge. I'm already on the line. Yeah, he is. Stats team's already dialed up. Oh, yeah, they're working. We'll get on it. The other flavor... That's a great idea, though. They should do that. A battle pack, right? Um, The other flavor here that I think would blow the doors wide open, I think, for, for White Claw as an organization, is a rosé flavor. Wow. It's already it's already the, the wine that people are drinking when they're drinking during the day outside. Um, so, you know, bring it home. Bring it home. It's not novel, um, but it's mature. It's appropriate for this audience. Um, and you're talking about how ladies love the claw. You give them a rosé claw, whew, dang. We might just have to have a 
a women's national championship next year. No doubt. No doubt. <clears throat> Mr. Doge. Yes. Who's taking down Mango for you next year? Who's taking them down? A new flavor? New flavor, if you've got one. Well, anybody. Well, I gotta, I gotta give it to Aiden. Apple's a really good choice. You're competing with the the cider market there, but then you could also pull some fans over from the cider market as well. No doubt. Very popular drinks, especially overseas. Yep. You toss oh, yeah. Apple play, who knows? So, um, I think one, uh, you know, I, I got a, I got a couple that would maybe work in, but one of them's too similar to one that already exists. I think one that they could capitalize on. It's subtle flavor. Not going to be too in your face. What flavor? But it's fresh. What flavor? Peach. Oh, peach. I thought you said it, and I was like, wait, what did you say? Peach would be good it, for no. sure. Sorry. Peach? I that, that peach? Would, I think that would be a solid one. I think people would like that for sure. I think if they wanted to do a battle pack, if I was doing a battle pack, you toss lemon in there, but then you do like a pink lemonade. Oh... <laughs> Oh, and I think that really, really. I need a heads. six pack of that right now. Absolutely. Wow. Damn. I was gonna say lemon lime, like low key, would be a good mix. Like that way, lime gets its due. But like, make it a three for battle pack, four of each. Mmm. Okay. Dilly, wow. you got any flavor? Or does you have any more? Or those your two? No, peach. Peach was my my. Right. Just normal flavor, and then toss me some pink lemonade in the battle pack. I, lo- I love to see that flavor. Big deal? <clears throat> yeah, so pink lemonade was definitely one that I was I was thinking of how they would be able to do that without making it like directly compete with something they already have. But I think pink lemonade is definitely different enough that it wouldn't. Another one would, for me, like... I'm a big blackberry fan. Oh, sure. Yeah, I think people would like that a lot. But if not, maybe like something where it's like a blueberry iced. Ooh. So it's like blueberry, but it has kind of like, um, I'm not like a menthol to it. A but cool. But like it has cooling. that like, it has that like chilling. Mint. Oh, blueberry mint. Yeah. Ooh. Like maybe like a, okay. Wow. Yeah. So, or like a um, spearmint, you know what I mean? Because like spearmint has kind of a sweet taste to it, but it also has that like really refreshing like, oh. Right, that would be good. And then wow. if you had like a blueberry one of those, you can just house those. But to go off the pink lemonade, I think a blueberry lemonade. I think any kind of lemonade. I think an Arnold Palmer would slap. <sighs> yeah, but you got to be careful with the, with the sugar kind of like. Like some of the premix ones that are, but I like mean, a nice Arnold Palmer. Like imagine a good AP, like a nice, a nice mix of AP. Right. And then you got to take that flavor. Well, you know what the twist and teas. white claw. It, so it's just like a nice cut. Like yeah, the twisted teas are good. Like don't get me wrong, I did a PNG study on them, low key. Uh, but I still think like a, a lighter, a lighter version of that would be good. That's though. what I'm saying. Is that those like the are twisted two... teas are like that's got a lot of tea in it. You That's know, like what I'm saying. Flavor. That's not what like I'm saying. Tea. Okay. But I'm with you on it. I'm talking flavoring here. But I'm with you. Either way. Any other uh, grand ideas since we've been brainstorming while we're here? I mean, a battle pack episode could be its own episode. What about regular, regular? Yeah, we should do this because we're going to have nothing to do for two weeks. So we should maybe back pocket this and brainstorm some ideas. We, we should all come up with our own four battle pack flavors that we'd introduce to White Claw. Like and then come back sometime and discuss them wow. all with each other. Wow, I'm here for this. If you guys are, that's amazing. Well then let's 
lock that in and we'll table this discussion for later, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. The variety packs are coming from us. Let's move on then to our buzzer beaters. This is something we like to do, Aiden. I know you listen to the show, but something you're going to do at the end of the pod, just like something you're looking forward to in sports or someone you want to shout out or something that you recently watched that was entertaining. So um, I'll go first here just to give an example. I'm going to shout out. The first jersey I ever bought, since I'm going to be wearing jerseys on the pod now, until we have sports back. So I got this. Doge was present, actually, at the Atlanta Hawks game on winter tour at the Glee Club. I'm rocking the old school Dominique Wilkins jersey. So he's going to be the first jersey I'm wearing here um, in this, uh, you know, little tribute here to sports. So shouts out to Neek, one of the most underrated uh, superstars there are. You know, people don't really talk about him back in his day, but... He was a machine in that dunk contest with him and Mike. Um, it was one of the most legendary events in NBA history. So, shouts out to Dominique. Um, Doge, I know you got something that's going to follow that, so I will pass it on to you. Um, for where, where would you like your buzzer beater here um, at the end of the, the show? Top of the key. Top of the key. You got it here. Bounce pass right into the chest. Pull up. Uh, another... Another memorable night with the with the jersey purchases. I had to go in. I saw Tej was dropping the box. I was like, okay, we're we're only here for one night in Atlanta. We're catching a Hawks game. Um, Al Horford, Florida legend, as you all know, big oh, Florida yeah. fan sitting right here, uh, was the Eastern Conference Player of the Week at the time, and his jerseys were on sale. And I I had to drop the money for it. I'm not even a Hawks fan, but I've got an Atlanta Hawks. Al Horford jersey. I I wish I would have known. I, it's sitting somewhere at the bottom of the aisle right now. But yeah, I'll uh, text you who I'm wearing next time so we can rock the same stuff potentially. Absolutely, we'll coordinate. But uh, shouts to Al Horford, Florida legend, back-to-back titles. Florida legend, no doubt. Um, <clears throat> Aiden, where would you like your last second shot here on the court? Um, we always like to let. The, the guests or the hosts, you know, pick where they want their last second shot. So where are you going to take your shot, and then we'll let you give your buzzer beater here. For sure, for sure. Uh, last second shot's going to be um, about 10 feet to the left of the top of the three. Okay. Um, so I'm going to hit, hit that deep one. Um, just, a, just a dagger. Dagger, dagger, exactly. Like, a little further... A little further left than KD over LeBron. I was going to say, like KD LeBron range, right, for sure. A little further back, though, just to really ice them. Jeez. (laughs) So I'm I'm, I'm throwing up a – it's not a prayer by any means. It's it's a set shot. Oh, it's going in, no doubt. Like, there's no no questioning it, for sure. And that that shot is a couple of shout-outs here. One, uh, to the kid on SportsCenter's um, Facebook feed who – like threw an absolute heater of a marshmallow at his sister. Yes, dude. And, and she caught it in his mouth. That's one of the most insane things I've ever seen in my life. Dude, and he I, threw that like 40 miles an hour. like Just right into her mouth. I don't know how awesome. she caught it. She must have just been like not open wide enough to so just snuck it in there or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That, that thing didn't even rattle around. It, it might have hit the back of her throat, bounced back out. That's, what, and that's how she caught it. Like, I don't know. Just insane. Just the sports that this month and this moment needed. Um, another shout-out to The Outsider. 
on HBO. Just watched two episodes today. That sure. Nuts. Uh, am I allowed to swear? I yeah. just did them. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, we can swear. Well, that shit's crazy, and uh, it's based on a Stephen King book, so it's definitely spooky. Ooh. Ten out of ten. Would recommend the first two episodes. Can't vouch for anything else. Also, Dave on FX. If you haven't watched that, Ooh, you need okay. to watch that immediately. It is. I'll the that. third episode of that is one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in my life, and I'm so glad I was there for it. Last thing, Tom Brady, man. Thank you for all the times. Best of luck in Tampa Bay. Tank for Trevor, baby. We're tanking for Trevor. It's, so <laughs> it's a pipe dream. It's not going to happen because Bill Belichick doesn't tank. But maybe we should just trade up for Tua. Any Dalton, bro. Dalton. Get uh, ready for him. I don't know. I don't know. Him or, Jaco- <laughs> him or Jacoby Brissett, I bet. Those are my two guesses. Bring him home. Jacoby. 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 I, I could get behind Jacoby for a season, but we gotta we gotta either trade up and draft someone nice this year or we gotta like have a plan for getting Trev or someone. Right. No doubt. There's I'm sure there's a plan in place, dude, or else you guys would have kept Tom Brady. True. You know Thank you guys for having me on the pod. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Dill, where are you gonna end your shot here? You're gonna you got the end of the pod, you got the last second shot. Yep. Clutch moment. Just give it to me straight up. Top of the key, here he is. Both uh, Buccaneers and the Brownies with some key signings this week. So I'm hoping for a 2019, or excuse me, a 2020. If I could talk here, I was trying to think of what years it was. Jeez. 2020. Jesus. 2021. Struggling at the end. NFL season. I'm just talking about future sports because we don't have anything on the horizon right now. Well, so, you could be I'm watching. Hoping... You could be watching WrestleMania 30 right now that has no fans. So, like I said, we have no sports right now, right. and um, <laughs> looking forward to the upcoming football season with hopefully my teams actually being all right this year, which uh, you know maybe can lead to a Super Bowl match of some sort down the road. You know, so that'd be cool. It'd be kind of hype. Skating, but just looking forward to something on the uh, on the horizon of sports, and that's something I can hope to look forward to. So, Um, I'm taking I'm taking over the game here because I just stole the inbound for one final buzzer beater. Really hoping Adam Silver gets together this charity game as long as everyone is safe. Um, you know, mentioned that first, but the NBA charity game with just like some random guys, like I think it'd be like a pickup or like an all-star type game. I'd really just would enjoy that even if we're not going to get sports for a little while. Just give me something new. I've been going to the well here on NBA, uh, since they refunded everybody on League Pass and everybody has League Pass right now, actually, by the way. So go peep that if you want to watch some old games, but that's all I've been really doing is just pumping old Celtic games or old, you know, you can get some Cove Lakers or some... LeBron Cavs, if you want, for all our fans out there that are from Cleveland. But either way, it's a tough time. No sports. I know that's uh, a lot of what we do. So we're going to keep bringing you some entertainment here as best we can. We appreciate you guys all listening. Aiden, we thank you so much for being on and for letting us sponsor your incredible event, the White Claw 2020 National Championship. Um, one of the better events here in March right now that we've got, we had going on. So we appreciate it. Thank you so much, man. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you guys for being a part of it and having me on and uh, spreading some good cheer during this weird, weird time. Very bizarre. Doge, 
Thank you for being on in this weird time. Enjoy your quarantine up there in Klee. Oh, we will try. Always a pleasure. Uh, look forward to the next time we can be, you know, quarantined on a pod again. So right, all together. <laughs> right, big deal. Hanging on by a thread here. We appreciate you being on. Yeah, it's uh, like I said to begin. It's uh, good to see everybody. We're all live with our setup here. Technology. We all we're all connected. So. Right. Even though we might have to have some social distancing in person, I can be a couple feet away from you on my iPad, you know? For sure. So It's a beautiful thing. <clears throat> All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. This is The Clubhouse.